So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts for on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back to What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. All right, so I don't even know. I know how to start it. I do know how to start it. I just don't know where I'm going with this one. I really want to just take a moment. And then because this episode is always a heavy episode for me. It's always a heavy episode because just like many, I've been affected by it. And this episode is about toxic leadership. And the one thing that I wanted to do before I even began this episode, before I even decided to speak, I wanted to listen again. I wanted to listen. I wanted to read. I wanted to be informed. And as, as I was trying to be informed and trying to listen, I went back to my old catalog. And one of my older episodes was, was the first toxic leadership episode. And when I made that episode, I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. I came from a place of just pain. Like, like I came from a place of hurt because I had been fucked over by toxic leaders on so many, so many occasions, you know, like I pride myself on being the underdog. But the reason why I'm the fucking underdog is because I had a toxic leader over me. You know what I mean? Like I had to work my ass off because there was somebody else that was pulling the strings behind it. Like I had to work my ass off because there was never somebody in front of me to help me. That's the place I came from. When I did it again and I made toxic leadership too, I started to heal. And when I say I start to heal, I want somebody to understand this real quick. A lot of times when we're hurt, we speak from only the negative perception. You see what I'm saying? We only speak from like a negative viewpoint. And as I listened to the second episode, I realized that although I had more toxic than good in my life, I still had good leadership. And I, I, I talk about that in that, uh, that second episode. As I moved on into the third one, as I moved on into the third episode, I think the third episode was probably my heaviest episode. It was my heaviest one. And I say it was my heaviest one because as I made that episode, I found out that I had been selected for the promotion to staff sergeant. And professionally that was one of the happiest moments it, you, you know like I mean like come on now like I've you know I've been in for like almost 10 years and I find out that I'm getting promoted you know and this is the first time that I'm competing against my peers on something that is you know this is like it was a determining factor within my life but as I was trying to take all of that in and just be happy I realized that I'm celebrating, but somebody else is probably in tears right now. Like I'm celebrating my promotion, but somebody else, in order for me to get promoted, somebody else had to get, you know, obviously they did not get promoted. And for those who didn't know, there was uh, 11 allocations and 30 people were in zone. It wasn't looking good. <laughs> it was not looking good. 
And I was sitting back and I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I got promoted, but I'm 100% sure that there was somebody that did this job way better than me. Yeah, I got promoted, but I'm 100% sure that there was somebody that actually loved this job. You know what I mean? And if nobody knew the backstory to me, I didn't pick this job. Hell, I didn't even know what the fucking damn HE mechanic was. I just so happened to be in it. I, I came in to be a firefighter. So I, I, I felt I felt some form of sympathy towards it. And then as I sat back, I had to ask myself, what would make me the better candidate? What did I do that separated me from my peers those X amount of years? Sure as hell wasn't my job. Sure as hell. I'm going to just be 100% with you. Yeah, did I do my job as a dream marine? Absolutely. Did I get good at it? You know, as I got older from being, you know, from experience and just being in it for so long? Yeah, I did. But the one thing that separated me from everyone else was I gave a fuck. I gave a fuck about the Marines. And I gave a fuck about the Marines because I knew what it was like to be in a position where I could not help somebody. I knew what it was like to be in a position where I wish somebody could have helped me. I knew what it was like to see somebody take credit for something that I did. And I, I received nothing. I, I, I pride myself on being the leader that I needed the most. So as I came back and I, and I remember listening to that episode and I said that I would come and I would do this episode again. I would do the episode again and I would do a part, part four to it. And I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. I don't really want to do a part four. I don't really want to do a part four. Because before I can even move on to a part four, I really want to address just the idea of what toxic leadership is. And I asked the community first off, I wanted to ask, like, what did everyone else think about what toxic leadership is? One person said, letting personal insecurities out on the Marines. I said, okay, that could be a toxic leader. Abuse of power and bullying. Okay. One, and this one kind of, I feel like this is the reason why I'm here again. Is because we, we one person actually said that a toxic leader is two-faced cocksuckers. You know, okay. Or one that demands you, Okay. And I, I promise you, I'm not trying to be condescending as I read these comments. I'm not. My favorite one, and I'm not even about to lie to you, is not, rec- not recognizing where they came from and started and making adjust- making unnecessary adjustments. Or just being a bitch-ass motherfucker hiding behind a rank, acting like somebody that they ain't. Those are just a couple of the comments that I received because it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. And I want to address a couple of things first. One, I think that we all have experienced or seen some form of toxic leadership. That right there, I can put that on, we can put that on the table and we can say that we all agree on that. Two, I can say that a lot of us have seen or experienced the leader that tries to pretend to be somebody that they're not. You know what I mean? Like they try to pretend to be somebody that they're not. And it's hard. A lot of times you got to really take into consideration this right here. Some of the people that come into the military have never held a job before. 
a lot of people that come into the military were kids. Let's just be 100%. They had just graduated high school and they're thrusted into the military. And within two years, three years, they're in a leadership position. And depending on what your MOS is, and it's not even like the people above you, it's depending on what your MOS is, it's going to determine what type of leader you are. I'm going to just be 100%. Like you see some people that are in MOSs that have something to deal with someone else's life being put on the line so they mature a lot faster. And then you see somebody that's in a different MOS and they're put in the exact same type of leadership position, but the responsibility is less. And it kind of determines what type of leader they are. It does. But I can also, in my last one, the third, I can say that we have, some of us have been misinformed on what a toxic leader is. Like there's a mix, there's a miseducation, there's a miseducation on the word toxic leadership. And as I go into this episode, I really want to just say that, and I just really want to be hundred percent with you. Just because you're cool doesn't mean that you're not a toxic leader. Like I'm, I'm gonna just say that again real quick. Just because you're cool, like like the Marines like you, you feel me? That, that you're the cool NCO does not mean that you are not a toxic leader. In fact, a lot of you motherfuckers, I'm going to just be 100% with you. A lot of you motherfuckers that think that just because you don't yell at the Marines, that just because you are just a cool NCO, you know, hey, bro, you know, you can just talk to me, man. You know, I know what it's like to have those NCOs that's always on your head and stuff like that. That don't mean that you're a good fucking leader, dog. It don't. And not only do we, I feel like we've been misinformed on what the word toxic leadership is. I kind of feel like we've been misinformed on what troop welfare is. You feel me? Like, I, I kind of feel like there's a miseducation of what troop welfare really is. And it honestly took me to be surrounded by like real leaders, like, like real leaders to understand exactly what it is. But before I talk about what troop welfare is, let's just go back to the toxic leadership portion real quick. And I'm going to just be 100% and just say this right here, man. If they demand of you, that's because they expect, they, they, they see the potential in you. Like if you got somebody that's really demanding of you, like, like pushing you and telling you like, yo, like you can do this. Like I need this done. Like X, Y, and that's because they know that you can do it. But a lot of times we, we, we get this whole idea that they're hard on us because Oh, because they're they're toxic leadership. No, they're hard on us because they need. How the fuck do you think diamonds are made? Pressure. Iron sharpens iron. Like, how the hell do you think things are made if there's no pressure? You see what I'm saying? And I I feel like I had to bring that part up because I can't stand that whole oh he's so mean X Y and Z. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, a lot of people, dude. Like I can tell you, a lot of people would say that I was mean. They would say that I was mean, but they can never say that I didn't care. They can say that I was mean. They can say that I was an asshole. They can say that I was blunt. They can say that I've said some things that hurt a lot of people's feelings, but I can assure you that they can say that I never fucking cared. I can assure you that they can say that I never, like, I always cared, dog. Like, I always cared. And the reason why I was so hard is because I knew the potential that a lot of people had. I was hard because I know what it's like to have that leader that just wants to be your friend. That's all. They just want to be your friend. They don't expect anything of you. They don't demand anything of you. They don't want anything. They just want to be your friend. 
we can hang out. And I'm not saying that a toxic leader is a person that, you know, just hangs out with their no, It's not that. I will say this, and I've seen it. The toxic leader is the person that does not bring anything to the party. The toxic leader is the person that does not help better the organization, the Marine, or the mission. 100%. Now, that person can come in many forms. It can come in many forms. We've probably seen the person, you know what I'm talking about, like that staff and CEO, and this is one of my biggest fears. This is literally one of my biggest fears, is to be that staff and CEO that's just waiting to get to retirement. That's it. We've seen it before. Damn, Stas aren't been in fucking almost 20 years. Them been them passed over for a promotion three times. He just waiting for retirement. And the problem is, is when you come across those type of leaders, and I use that word very loosely, leader, but when you come across those type of people, they're the worst type. They're the worst type of leader because they're just existing. They don't, they don't contribute to anything anymore. They're just going through the motions. But it would be almost arrogant of me if I didn't address why they probably got like that. Most of them people that you see that are just going through the motions, that are just trying to get to retirement, they're burnt out. They're burnt out. And I say that they're burnt out because I know for a fact that when they first came into the military, that is not the way that they acted. Hell, they didn't make it to X amount of ranks just going through the motions. No, that's not the way. What probably happened is one form of adversity. And a lot of times what the thing is about adversity is, is that when we get hit with some form of adversity, you are faced with a decision. Either you are going to overcome it or you are going to be consumed by it. And sometimes the adversity is so severe that they end up just being consumed by it. And once again, y'all know I ain't riding in on my high horse. I flew in on Experience Airline because I got NJP when I was a corporal. I had to deal with adversity for the next six years after that incident. So I know whether or not you can be consumed or you can overcome. A lot of times you come across that burnt out leader because they gave so much to the organization and they feel like the organization never gave back to them. And over time, they get into this mindset that, why am I giving back to something that does not give to me? And I bet you're thinking, like, how could they end up in that situation? Or if they start to feel like that, then maybe they should get out. Why? Well, I'm going to just be 100% with you. How the hell are you supposed to get out if you ain't got no high school, if you, if you ain't got no college education? That's probably what they think. How are you supposed to get out if you ain't got no plan? How are you supposed to get out if you got three kids and you don't know where you're supposed to be going? The only thing that you know is this. And I'm not trying to pity them. No, I'm not trying to give them excuses. But you got to really take a step back as a leader. You really got to take a step back and look at the entire situation. We so quick to pick the fruits from the tree, but we don't even know where the seed looked like that grew the tree. And what I mean by that is, is we're so quick to address the problem, but we never want to address the seed that grew into the problem. I've come across a lot of Marines that they were good leaders, solid leaders, solid Marines. Been punched too many times in the face. 
And maybe it wasn't in their professional life. Maybe it was in their personal life. You know, too many failed marriages. They ain't the father of the year. They ain't the parent of the year. They lost so many people along the way that at this moment right here, they just feel like, hell, I just got, I got less time in than I do left. So I might as well just, you know, go through the motions. I feel like we've been misinformed of what a toxic leader is. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. When I say this right here, the toxic leader is not a leader that is hurt. He's not the person that's hurt. And I bring that up because I came across one person and it had got injured. And because of that injury, they weren't able to perform in the way that most Marines were able to perform. They were able to stay in and they were able to continue their service, but they were never able to perform in the manner that they that most people will perform. And because they had subpar physical performance. They always got shitted on, always got shitted on. But just like what I said, we so quick to address the fruit, we never worry about the seed. That, that Marine, great at his job. That Marine gave a fuck about the Marines. That Marine legitimately, legitimately was probably one of the better leaders that I had came across. But because he was hurt, because he just didn't look like everybody else, all of a sudden, he's a toxic leader. He's a piece of shit. To be honest, the people that were calling him a piece of shit were actually the toxic leaders. Just because you look good in uniform and you can run an X amount of miles or, you know, you're the top fucking physical performer in your damn job does not mean that you're a good leader. And because we are on social media on a regular basis and you see everybody that looks so good in uniform, you know, sleeves up, guns out, sun, suns out, guns out. And, you know, they wear these super tight ass fucking sleeves with these carbon fucking goddamn covers that you must think that this is what, you know, leadership looks like. But to be honest with you, that's just what, you know, that's just a, a appearance. A lot of leaders, they don't they don't look like that. A lot of good leaders don't look like that. <laughs> they don't look like that. I want to I want to just take a moment and just say that. The problem isn't how they look. The problem is, is what they're doing. The problem is, is that a lot of times, like we so quick to see, we're so, let me rephrase that. The problem is, is that we have experienced such bad versions of what toxic leadership is. Like we've seen the extremes, the selfish leader, the one that's fucking the junior Marines, both literally and like, both physically and literally, like, like, I, I cannot stress that enough. Like, like I've come across some people that are like literally like they're fucking the Marines. And we've seen the extremes of what a shitty leader looks like. So we only know those extremes. And if they don't meet those extremes, then they must be a good leader. Some of the worst leaders are the ones, and I've heard this, it was this, I don't know if it was a proverb or a story. But you want to know what failure looks like? Failure is being in a room and you have everything. You have everything that you ever wanted. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to do anything. And outside, outside is challenge. Outside is the opportunity to grow. Outside is the potential to either succeed or fail. And as you sit in that room, that door is always open. And as 
you remain in that room, the reality is, is that you truly failed because you don't take the opportunity to succeed. You don't take the challenge anymore. The real toxic leader is the person that's in the room telling you that it's okay to stay in the room. That's the real toxic leader. And it makes me, and it drives me into my next point about the miseducation of what troop welfare is. Troop welfare isn't just making the Marines go home early because, you know, hey, we got an early day. That's not what fucking troop welfare is. Troop welfare isn't, oh, you know, guys, you know, eat before me, you know, because, you know, I'm a leader. You know, I got to eat last. Nah, that's just the bare minimum of what a good leader is supposed to do. Troop welfare is seeing the potential in somebody and pushing them towards it. Troop welfare, real troop welfare, is being in that room with them and telling them that, yeah, like this is cool, but greatness is outside. Yeah, you're going to fail a couple of times, but you're going to succeed too. That's real troop welfare, like the actual betterment of the person. That's real troop welfare. Like a lot of us have this miseducation of what troop welfare is that we think that we're taking care of the Marines by letting them go home early. We're taking care of the Marines by sharing the workload. We're taking care of the Marines because, you know, we're, we're nice to them. We're not, you know, yelling at them and other dumb shit like that. No, 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 no. Because a lot of y'all that are doing that, y'all aren't doing the other part. And it took me to come across a leader that... I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. I can't stand this motherfucker, dog. I can't stand this motherfucker, dog. But I can't stand him because he expects so much out of me. He expects so much out of me. And the thing that a lot of people don't understand is is that I'm not saying that I can't stand him because he's degrading me. No, that's not happening. It's not that I can't stand him because, oh, you know, he's just so, you know, he's so hard and he's so, he's so mean. No, that's not even it. I can't stand him because I'm reflecting my insecurities onto him. Every time I mess up, I get mad. I'm, I'm mad at myself, so it feels like I'm getting mad at him. I can't stand him because I'm not living up to his expectations of what I'm supposed to be. Do you know how hard it is to come across somebody that has high expectations of you? And I just, I, I just need to take a step back and just say that right now. A lot of y'all have called good leaders bad leaders because the leaders had high expectations of you and because you could not live up to those expectations because you could not meet the mark that they had set for you. You feel like that they were the bad leader, but the reality is, is that they saw some potential in you and they wanted you to rise to the fucking occasion. And because you couldn't rise to the fucking occasion and you couldn't meet the fucking demand, you couldn't meet the requirement, you get mad at them. But the thing is, is that they see something in you. They see something in you that everybody else has walked behind. They see some, they challenge you. They see that, yeah, you got good qualities, but let's talk about your negative ones. Because it's not that I'm trying to put you down. I'm trying to fucking bring those negative ones up and strengthen those. I'm just trying to like, look, man, I'm just trying to clear the air on, on what troop welfare is, what a good leader is. Because a lot of us are calling good leaders toxic leaders because the thing is, is that we just can't live up to an expectation that they have of us. And yeah, I've, I've told people like, you know, you should worry about yourself. You should X. Well, no, no, sometimes 
a good leader, a good coach knows that you can go to the fucking lead, but you need more pressure added on to you so you can get there. A good leader sees the qualities in you that you can't even see in yourself. And so, and the hardest thing is self-reflection. The hardest thing is seeing those negative qualities in yourself and fucking and, 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 and addressing them because we don't want to do that. A good leader sometimes is not your fucking friend. There's going to be days where you go home and you say to yourself, like, I can't fucking stand, stand this motherfucker. Damn, I can't stand him. But before you say that that's a bad leader, take a step back and listen to the things that they have said to you. Because I've worked under individuals that were hard on me, and I can assure you we were not friends. But they were hard on me because they saw the potential in me. And as I replay the conversations that we had, I, I listened to the words that they said. Nothing in those sentences was anything that was degrading or demeaning towards me. They talked about my skills. They said that my skills were not good, but they never, but they gave me tools to get better. And, and that's the thing right there. A lot of us, we, we misconstrue that just because somebody's hard on you that, oh, they're, they're a bad leader. No, that's not the case. That's not the case. Some of you motherfuckers is weak and it shows. Some of y'all ain't never been fucking, ain't never had somebody that actually gave a fuck about you and wants to see you do better in fucking life. And it shows. Some of y'all would rather just be coddled, be told that it's going to be okay. And it shows. While there's others that have had some leaders that are just like, look, man, like you good, but you, you not great. And that statement right there rubs a lot of people wrong. It rubs a lot of people wrong. And I say that it rubs a lot of people wrong because nobody wants to be told that. But a lot of people need to be told that. Before we start talking about what toxic leadership is, let's really take a step back and understand what toxic leadership is. Toxic leadership isn't the leader that is just hard on you. He's not the leader that is just mean to you. He's not the leader that, you know, yells at you. That's not, that's not, that's not toxic leadership. Toxic leadership is the individual that does not bring anything to the table. Toxic leadership is that cool ass NCO that just lets you get away with all the dumb shit that you do and does not show you how to do it better. Toxic leadership is the fucking is 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 that leader that just wanted to be your fucking bro. Toxic leadership is the leader that lets you go down the wrong fucking path and doesn't want to be fucking that guy, so he lets you continue to do it. Praise the ones that are that are hard on you. Stop calling them toxic. Yeah, do they got a couple of qualities that just, you know, like, I, I won't be like that? Yeah, I get that. But take from them. Because a lot of y'all got some good-ass fucking leaders, but we so quick to call the word, we so quick to throw this word toxic around that you can't even see them for what they are.
And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves, even though I don't know what that type of version is. I just know that you can be better. Lastly, don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.